welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the fire sale that's going on in Cleveland, where they've gotten rid of two coaches. The Orange Helmets get rid of Hugh Jackson, and the Cleveland Cavaliers getting rid of Tyron Lue. We'll discuss that. Along with the Timberwolves and the Lakers, we're going to be talking about what went wrong with both of those teams so far this season. Klay Thompson put on a tremendous show in last night's Bulls game. We're going to also talk about his performance as well. And the Michael Jordan GOAT commercial. Is it a clue from Michael Jordan that he wants to play against the best player who many proclaim as the GOAT in LeBron James? Well, we'll talk about that. In our music discussion, we're going to be talking about how we were introduced to hip-hop. That is, me and my co-host, Ian. And in our last segment, we're going to be talking about Harold's Chicken. We're going to break down all the Harold's Chickens that rubbed us the wrong way and also rubbed us the right way. And also, we'll be giving out our ever-so-coveted Ain't Nobody Coming to See You Otis Award. And we also have our vibes of the week. So just sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, a bag of Doritos, or even buy you some Harold's Chicken. Sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. What up, what up? What up, what up? We back, we back live. Man, what's going on? It's good to be back, man. Good to be back. Let's, let's get it in, man. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We about to get it in this morning. But, hey, before we even get into that, man, where you at? Man, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm recording live from the Wild Hunters, man. I'm back on 119th in Marshfield, but I'm making my way to lovely 47th in Lake Park. So... <laughs> Man, first Ashland, not Lake Park. Hey, man. Hey, man. They got me running all over the place for work, man. All over the place. You, y'all, y'all, y'all about to get the real today, man. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to drive through this Dunkin' Donuts park, uh, 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 drive through real quick. Get my, get my cup of Joe for the morning. So, <laughs> please, please, please excuse me if you hear my order. Hey, hey, dude. We popped the trunk on this show, man. <laughs> So if you got to order something while we live on the show, hey, that's why we authentic, man. That's what separates us from most podcasts. We authentic. We relatable. We bring the the wrong cut. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Real quick, real quick. I want to send a shout out to all my service service overseers that ain't visited no field service groups this year. (laughs) Hey. Hey, 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 you uh stumping on sensitive territory right there, man. Cause uh, I'm a fellow uh, hey, man, we, got, we got a new CEO, Dennis Smith, man. He don't play that. <laughs> well we, we gotta get it together. Hey, hey, Dennis Dennis is on top of things. Hey, I will say this. I'm not one to brag. I'm not one to brag. I do visit my field service groups. Might not be as consistent, but I make right, can I just get a medium cream and sugar? Alright. Oh, that, that'll go to order. That go to order. That's it. 
All right, sorry about that, y'all. Again, we bringing y'all the raw, raw uncut today. Prima, <laughs> see what you get. Uh, just a, just a coffee, just a coffee. Oh, just regular coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing fancy, man. I don't do that. I don't do that cafe mocha latte Carmelo <laughs> macchiato <laughs> mellow. Hey, man. I'm a huge Starbucks guy, man. I'm guilty as charged. I'm one of those that got a gold card, you know. You got a gold card? Starbucks? Bruh, I got to get my stars, bruh. I got to get my stars. Double stars day on Wednesday. Man, y'all, it, it's... I got to take advantage, man. Oh, man. You, you, you... <laughs> you on a whole nother level, man. Hey, that's what happens when you're at the Burbank congregation. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. Rodney done sold out. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney sold out a good 12 years ago. I forgot. Hey, hey, they turned me on to some good things, man. But a uh, real story, though. Real quick, quick story, though. Uh, actually, you remember Brother Dunlap, right? Oh, yeah. So Brother Dunlap actually put me on to the Panera Bread, bro. Okay, so okay. so I'm sitting there in Panera Bread. I, I'm like, man, you know, and this is me like a year removed from being on the South Side. I'm like first year, couple of years in marriage, you know, and I'm still I still got that South Side in me. You know, I'm at Panera. I'm like, man, I don't want none of this stuff, man. Bougie stuff, you know, and uh, here go Brother Dunlap. Well, you need to try the hot chocolate. <laughs> it will change your life. I said, OK, all right. I'm going to try the, the hot chocolate. And I ordered that hot chocolate. They put it in a coffee mug. I mean, not a coffee mug, like, not a regular coffee mug that you see, but one of those big, huge coffee mugs. And they put chocolate marshmallows with chocolate chips in it with whipped cream, bruh. Changed my life, man. I was never the same. Oh, man. You, you, you said suburban life ain't so bad, huh? Hey, man, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. Hey, you know, shouts out to Brother Dunlap for putting me on. Real, real, real quick, man, when you go to Starbucks, do you use a, do you use a, a made-up name when you when you order your, 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 your beverages, or do you use your real name? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me this question. Bruh, E-40. That's my Starbucks name. <laughs> I love it. I got pictures <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> I love it. Love it. E-40. Because here's the thing, man. Starbucks makes me, this is another thing, and I wish I would say, I, I'm, I'm going to say this for the theater space. So once we get to that, I'm going to go I'm gonna go back to Starbucks, because I got some complaints yeah. about Starbucks, too, even though I support them. Right, right. <laughs> but right, my, 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 my Starbucks name is Dr. Shabazz. <laughs> That's so hard. That's so hard. <laughs> they got to write that whole thing down on your cup? Of course, man. And I don't even give them the first name. I, I, I... I, I take it easy on them. Because they're going to put I-N instead of your, that they include the A. <laughs> right, right. They ain't going to get that part right. So I just say Dr. Fat. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, but I got a quick shout out too. Um, shout out to the Bridgeview Brothers. Bridgeview Spanish Brothers. It's our neighborhood congregation at my Kingdom Hall. Uh, I was giving word to one of our faithful listeners, Max Segovia, that uh, those brothers over there listen to our podcast consistently, man. So big man. shout out to the Spanish brothers at Bridgeview. That's what's up, man. Your your podcast is growing, man. We we we, we coming up. We coming up on the big boys like Jalen Jacoby. And, exactly, uh, man. Uh, uh, stay on, you know. And look out, y'all. We we 
Hey, we got those elbows out, man. We trying to move, we moving them out the way like ludicrous, man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I got one more shout out, man. We haven't done this uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Drew Brees broke Peyton Manning's record, man. I just wanted to send, send a quick shout out to Drew Brees on our show, man. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks I've ever watched, man. The man does not get no attention. The same type of attention as a Tom Brady or, or Peyton Manning or Brett Favre. This man consistently shows up to work, never gets injured, plays consistently every year. He's short. He's a midget inside the pocket, but he got a cannon for an arm. Big shouts out to Drew Brees. And they got a 6-1 record for the Saints right now. Could possibly make another Super Bowl run. So I just want to send a quick shout out to one of the most underrated quarterbacks I've ever watched. Dude, I, I totally agree, man. Drew Brees, you, you you know us short guys, we got to stick together anyway. But, right. uh, you know, Drew Brees, man, he, he's that deal, man. He, he's not with a big market team. He's not he's not with the, the, the sexy team. He's not, he's not with the Giants or the Patriots or the Packers. But, you know, he's with a small market team, man. But he, he like you said, man, he, he does his, he go, he does, he puts in work, man. He puts in work. Exactly. Top down. So, yeah, definitely shout out to him. Yeah, and, uh, and and one more last shout out, uh, shout out Red Boston Red Sox fans that probably listen to this podcast. Congratulations, y'all won the World Series. All right, no. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey man, low key, I'm kind of a Boston Red Sox fan. Hey man, they they had a big year, man. I, I knew they were gonna win the World Series. I, I that's why I didn't really talk about the World Series. You know me, I'm a Cubs fan. I didn't have Cubs. I know. <laughs> I knew they wasn't going to make it to the, you know, I, they just, they played 42 games in 43 days going into the playoffs. They didn't have any more win left. They were done. And, uh, but I thought the Red Sox were the best team in the major leagues the whole season. And I knew they, I just had a feeling they were going to pull it off this year. Cubs fan, man. Hey. I, I, need, I need to revoke your South Side pass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's a, it's a story behind that too, but. I'll probably reveal that on the season finale. <laughs> so uh, let's get into this NBA, man, for our first segment. Tyron Lue fired. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I I got mixed feelings about it. Of course, you remember Ty, Tyron Lue was my pro for uh, last year's Magnificent Vibes Award, where we gave out the award for worst coach. Um, yeah. Yeah, you did. My front one of my front runners um I, I would say I would say he earned his firing but at the same time like it ain't a it ain't a sad day for him he's still getting his 15 million apparently the Cleveland Cavaliers have money to just burn you know on these head coaches because they're still paying David Flat. they're still paying Mike Brown exactly you know and now you it's like what really like like I, I see a disturbing trend with, with the NBA where they there's 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 long game and and teams that teams that actually have a long game like the Philadelphia 76ers that get made fun of but it's like you got to temper expectations it's like it's like yeah y'all got Kevin Love y'all got um, uh, what's the other guy uh, Tristan Thompson and a, and a couple of other I guess you could say slightly above average players but like. What did y'all really think was going to happen? You know, um, 
you know, Cleveland made the mistake, and this ain't that even got nothing to do with Tyron Lue. Like, Cleveland made the mistake of trying to win right now, but at the same time, uh, uh, build for the future. Yeah. Uh, you remember when they traded all those older players for all these, these younger players back in the back in the spring? Yeah, but it, the spring was the winner. Yeah, it was the mid. It was it was right before the trade deadline, so it was like in the winter time. Okay, okay, and everybody was jumping up and down like, yeah, we can compete, and LeBron can lead these young boys to a championship, and he got the team he wants, and and we can we, we also set the foundation for the future uh, to build around these younger guys and be competitive in the future. And it's like, look, winning in the short term and building around uh, or building for the future do, do not mix. And they about to learn that the hard way. Yeah, big like, time. You got to do one or the other. You either got to pull a Houston Rockets and try to go in, go all in right now to win right now, or you got to pull a Philly 76ers move and be like, you know what? We just going to build for the future. We going to be trash for the next three, four years. Yeah. And and the thing about the the thing about the, the, the Cavaliers is the writing was on the wall before this even happened. Like everybody, honestly, this is how I felt originally. When David Black got fired, I thought it was unfairly done by the organization. Black, it was obvious that Black and LeBron James didn't get along. They just did not like each other. And LeBron didn't respect them. And they fired this man in the wake of them. They were basically over 20 games over 500. And they lost that embarrassing game on Martin Luther King Day to the Warriors when they beat them by almost 30. And he gets fired right after that. And it's like, then Tyron Lue comes in, who is that boy, you know, LeBron James' boy. And he really, I just really felt like Tyron Lue wasn't the real coach of that team. I felt like Black was trying to coach Cleveland, but LeBron didn't agree with his coaching scheme. And so Black is one of those dudes that came from a background of, being successful at an international basketball level, won multiple championships, and LeBron's coming from Miami where he's won two championships. He's pretty much his ways, and they their, their personalities clash, and, they, and, and the Cleveland organization, of course, is going to pick LeBron over David Black, so they had to get rid of him, get his boy as the coach, uh, Tyron Lu, and Tyron Lu pretty much got fortunate that you know the Cleveland Cavaliers were able to win a championship while he was a coach because they went they came a couple couple of plays away from not winning the title at all in 2016 so um, very true I, I just think with this year looking at this year you got Kevin Love who's already out with an injury we predicted that on the show that Kevin Love was going to get hurt he got hurt he's going to be out a month you gotta, you gotta rely on a guy that drinks Hennessy all his life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got a, a okay first round draft pick in Sexton who doesn't look good at all. He just got cooked by Trey Young a week ago. So that's not looking good. That pick's not looking good. So what have you left Tyron Lue with? Absolutely nothing. What's the next thing to do? Well, we're going to fire Tyron Lue to make ourselves look look like we're going to just 
tear this thing apart. No, y'all should have fired Tyron Lue. Y'all should have, y'all should have set Tyron Lue down when the season was over with. Y'all knew LeBron was about to leave. Listen, Tyron, we I, this team is not good. Do you want to ride out with this, or do you want to just resign as a head coach and we'll just start over and, and build this thing? Right. We'll you, this we'll six games in, and then you fire him after going zero and six. It, 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 it's stupid. Cleveland right. They could have worked out. Over yeah, man. They, they could have worked out it. You're absolutely right. They could have worked out the deal. Like, hey, man, quit now. We'll give you half your money, and we'll just move in a different direction with a different coach. Because the dynamic of the team, once LeBron left, the total dynamic of the team changed, man. And it's yeah. like, you fire a guy. Like, I mean, like, I, I haven't seen everything there is to see in the world, of course. Um, but, like, I, I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen a guy get fired six games of two Except, I think the only exception was uh, Fisdale, but that was on some, because he had got into it with, uh, what's his name, Marcus All and that whole thing. Yeah, but even then, that was like 10 games, that was like 10, 15 games into the season, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was still too early. It's like, you saw what happened to Memphis. Memphis ain't recovered since. Yeah, that is true. Memphis ain't been the same since. They're garbage. So they crashed. I don't see what the point of firing a coach six games in was. It, it's it's stupid, you know. I felt like the Hugh Dut the, the uh, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Hugh Jackson, who coached the Orange Helmets. I think that firing made more sense than Tyron Luke's firing. Um, actually, actually, I gotta disagree with you there. I gotta disagree got? with you there. Um. I, I, I still think Tyron Lue bears some culpability because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you are still in the Eastern Conference. Um, the, the Bulls have a win on their belt. The Nets have a win under their belt. The um, uh, the Knicks have a win under their belt. Like, everything except you show up. The Atlanta Hawks, they were supposed to be the worst team in the league this year. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, they got a couple wins, I think. And like you, 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 you clocked in zero wins at this point. It's like, yeah, you kind of, you did kind of earn that firing a little bit more than Hugh Jackson. Now with Hugh Jackson, I got this expectation. What did you expect? Did you expect that? What? What are they? Seven games in now? They're seven games in. They've won two more. Well, they've won two more games than they did last year. Uh, right, <laughs> right, right. So right, they, 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 had, they, they went to completely defeated last year, <laughs> and they, they got win. They got two. You know, you ever heard the phrase undefeated? Well, they went completely defeated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. So they got what? They're two five, and then they got the one tie. Yeah, they got the one tie, and all of the games. Are so, like, honestly, like, did, did y'all really expect the Cleveland Browns to be seven and one right now? Like. Or 6-2? Like, what were the expectations? The expectations was for them to be better than last year, which was not hard. Which they already are. Yeah, exactly. Um, I felt like, honestly, I felt like those first, I would say, four or five Browns games, they could have won. But it would have been on some... It's not because they won because it's a good team. They just got fortunate, you know. But uh, I just felt like he was... Honestly, I, pre- I I knew he was gonna get fired. Don't get me wrong, he was gonna get fired. Regardless. Hey, hold on, hold. We got a uh, Sydney 
in the building trying to get in on the podcast. Hey, what's up, Cedric? <laughs> yeah, no, people was outside. They trying to, you know, they trying to, uh, they like mowing the grass and stuff. So we see some action going on outside. So he trying, trying to bark and all that stuff. But uh, anyway, he got to make sure the cops ain't come up to your heroin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, trying to keep things on. They doing a lot of construction around the house, so um, uh, yeah, get a little, get a little, get a little antsy. But uh, yeah, he was, you know, hey, Cleveland. To just put it all in perspective, man, I'm just glad I, I'm not a Cleveland sports fan because it's a terrible city for sports, man. It is. It is. What is going on? Like no loyalty whatsoever, man. They, they. They they worse than I, I dare I go so far as to say they're worse than Chicago right now. Oh man, I don't think Chicago I think Chicago pales in comparison to Cleveland, man. Like this, this Cleveland is just like it was, it's bad all across the board. The Indians have been the Indians refuse to change their logo, which we talked about, you know, in this episode. Yeah. We got the uh Cavaliers, who is a terrible organization. You got the Cleveland Browns. Who haven't been to the playoffs in since two thousand two or two thousand three? One of those years, like that. And did I mention they have like a plain orange helmet? <laughs> exactly. Like what? This is it is the disgrace. It's it's, it's terrible. Cleveland, and, and even before the Cleveland Cavaliers changed their uniforms, they had one of the worst uniforms in the NBA. Like it, it, it's, oh, yeah. that orange. Yeah, had a. They had a couple of them, man. Remember, remember the black and blue ones? Oh, those with, were the, terrible. with the blue John Kemp era Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh man, terrible! That was when Sean Kemp gained like three hundred pounds. The city, yeah, yeah. The city depressed him so much that he just is like, man, screw it, man. But yeah, that was terrible. But yeah, you know, in closing, we both split on the decisions as far as the Cleveland's firings, but at the same time we both can agree that Cleveland's a terrible, terrible city when it comes to sports in general. Um, speaking of terrible, the Timberwolves, the Lakers, they're both getting off to terrible starts. Lakers had a few highlights thanks to Stan, uh, Lance Stevenson, but... Yeah, I was about to say, I was just about to say, the ball is not in Lance's hands. It's not. Like, like, when are y'all gonna learn, LA? When are y'all gonna learn? Did you, man, did you see that play? Did you see that play the other day? Oh, oh, man, what team was that against? Was it the Sixers or? Uh, I think it was the Nuggets or the uh, San Antonio. One of one of those teams. Yeah, man. When Lance Stevenson, he he did the behind the back pass to um to JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. Oh missed. yeah, that was the Nuggets. Man. Lance, Scramble for the rebound, no problem. I got you. You yep. know what I'm saying? Get a little Jordan Palm with the with the <laughs> ball. Then lost the ball back, and then went up, and then they, and then he fell. But they didn't even call a foul, man. What was up with that? A, man, they didn't even call a foul. And you know what? You know why that the league is biased against Lance Stevenson because he don't he he shatters their narrative that that LeBron James is the is the is the greatest player in the league. Yep. LeBron, did you hear LeBron's comments after losing to the Timberwolves last night? Mm-mm. So they asked him about and in regards to their slow start, and LeBron basically said, 
basically warned one of the uh, guys in the media by telling them, don't test his patience. Wait, what? See me get angry. And it's like, what? What? Come on, LeBron. Like, you supposed to be the leader of this squad and just maybe two weeks into the season, you already talking about you don't test my patience. So he was. This was in reference to the to the guy, uh, the media guy who asked the question. Yeah, he said we talk about patience, but you can't have recurrent a recurrence of the same thing. If you are doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting the same results, then that's insanity. So we have to get better. We can't keep having the same mistakes over and over and over again. And then he later said, you probably don't want to be around when my patients run out. I'm serious. End quote. So, so was he, was that in reference to his teammates not, not needing to be around when his patients ran out or the, or the media people? Like, like I'm, I'm a little confused. As far as his patients running out, I think it's the media. I think that was more aimed at the media. But in regards to if you're doing the same things over and over and over again uh, and you're not getting better, I think that was in reference to the team. Okay, okay. Um, LeBron James, sit down, man. Like, you with the Lakers. Like, like I said this when he joined. Remember? And, hey, man, go go back and check the tape of the earlier episodes, man. Rewind the tape. Look up the documents. And, and I, I said back then, man, I said back then, um, you know, this was not a, clearly not a basketball move on the part of uh, LeBron James joining the Lakers. Like, like, I thought it had everything to do with him wanting to be close to the Hollywood and transitioning out of the sport. Um, and I stand by that, man. It's like, what, what did you think was going to... I mean, like, of course, when Lance, Lance Stevenson gets on board, it's championship expectations for me uh, instantly. But the ball ain't in his hands enough. So, right. you know, uh, you know, what do you think? What do you think is gonna happen, LeBron? Like, yeah. You know, the I media that Luke Walton ain't coaching that team. Oh man, dude, he mark my words, dude. Luke Walton will not be the coach of that team come April. You heard it here first. You heard That's it broken here. news. That's broken news. <laughs> Real quick, I want to get to Lance Stevenson's comments that he made uh, a day before this, this game against the Timberwolves. Then we'll get into the Timberwolves next. He stated that when they asked him about are the Lakers better than Golden State, he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said well, we beat the Nuggets. And the Nuggets beat Golden State. So, yes, we're better than Golden State. What did you think of those comments by Lance Stevenson? I loved it, man. I loved it. The confident heart of a champion right there in Lance Stevenson. Um, heck, yeah. Heck, yeah, Lance Stevenson is better than anyone on the, on the uh, Golden State Warriors, man. <laughs> but the media, the media don't want don't to report it that way, man. They don't want to cover that story. Yeah, they kind of brushed that story under the rug. It was kind of like, oh, Lance Stevenson said this, by the way. And they could go straight to the next story. He's like, come on, man. Like, like Lance is speaking truth. He said, listen, any team can get beaten at any night. Uh, don't get me wrong. 
But the Nuggets, I was I was really impressed with that Lakers win over the Nuggets because they showed their potential when they gave Lance Stevenson the opportunity. And then they revert back here in this Timberwolves game. They revert back to LeBron, dribble the ball, dribble the ball, dribble the ball, find somebody open, or he'll drive to the basket. He'll try to flop, get a call, doesn't get a call. You see him complain to the refs. Next thing you know, it's like, it's the same thing over and over again. And it's like, when you, why not have Lance Stevenson in those moments? I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. I don't get it either. Um, uh, yeah, man. It, to me, it's pretty clear what the game plan should be. Yeah. Yeah. And let's make it all up. I said, man, this, this, this team was almost designed for Luke Walton to lose his job, man. Like, I just, I, hey, man, he needs to get his, his, his resume and his LinkedIn page, um, you know, uh, <laughs> hey. fresh. Hey, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland hiring right now? Man. Oh, oh, real quick, we didn't touch on this. You notice how Larry Drew is, like, not committing to that, that head coach position? I don't blame him. Larry Drew is a proven head coach. He helped those Atlanta teams in the late 2000s. Um, that team almost beat, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was the head coach of the team that almost beat the Celtics in the first round in 08. But I think later on he took over and did a pretty good job so i don't I, he ain't trying to he ain't trying to take over that garbage no he not he not i don't blame him i don't blame larry drew at all I don't yeah he, he's playing it he's playing it smart like yo i'm not about to i'm not about to fill that position number one if y'all don't up my pay exactly um, you know, for one, because it's like we all know how this is going to end. But my fault. I didn't. I didn't mean to derail you off Lance Stevenson and the Lakers. No, 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 no. That's okay. Uh, Lance. I like that you said Lance Stevenson and the Lakers. Exactly. That's like just like David Ruffin and the Temptations. Right. Uh, uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Exactly. Tom Diana Ross and the Supremes. Right. Tommy the Green Ranger and the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, you know Wolverine and the X Men. Like that's how it goes. You know, no one cares about the other. <laughs> Everybody cares about Wolverine. So it is what it is. Lance Stevenson. You know, getting back to the Lance Stevenson thing. I I was listening to TN, NBA on TNT, Charles Barkley and all them. I love those guys. We love watching them. But I, Charles Barkley made a statement that I totally disagree with. And he mentioned, oh, Alonzo Ball should be starting over Rondo because they move the ball quicker and this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, wishing that I was in the studio with him and saying, no, Alonzo Ball is fine coming off the bench as a backup point guard. What I've been preaching on this show for the last two weeks, put Lance Stevenson at point guard. Start yes. at point guard. And you will see changes. I guarantee it, man. I guarantee it. I know Lonzo Ball. I watched Lonzo Ball. I was watching him during some of those plays, man. All he does is try to get open for a three for LeBron James. That's it. He'll bring the ball up the floor, pass to LeBron, and then try to get open for a three. I mean, that's all he does. And he's not consistent at shooting the three. No, he's not. He, he's got a lot of work to do, man. He's got a lot of work to do. Um... 
do the, the the current Lakers roster as it is right now will not be what it is. It, it's going to look totally different today. Yeah, it is. And that might include the head coach as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the Timberwolves, man. It was a big, they got a big win over the Lakers last night. It seemed like Carl Anthony Towns had a better game. Uh, he had a vicious block on LeBron James when he came down the lane, which was nice. Confidence boosted him. Um, but do you think this win stays things for the Timberwolves? Do you think that win keeps them together as a team, or you think they're just going to still shop Jimmy? Um, no, I don't, I don't think this win makes me think in the grand scheme of things. Like, like when a player is unhappy. And they're letting it known, be known that they're unhappy. I mean, it ain't really like that they beat should have beat the Lakers, right? Um, you know, um, just just being real with you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I just, but I, I don't think this is gonna change anything. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna change anything either. Uh, you see the chemistry is not there. Even I, I even spotted Derrick Rose yelling at Carl Anthony Towns over the weekend. Um, I saw that. I saw that too. When he jacked up that three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you could see visually that Carl Anthony Towns is public enemy number one to that team because pretty much Jimmy Butler exposed the man and, and showed the whole team that he doesn't play with heart and. Carl Anthony Towns, I take last night's game as Carl Anthony Towns saying, uh, like, you know, like, like say, I'll I, I put it, I'll use this as an example. You got a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Okay. Right? Girlfriend always complain. Oh, you never take me out. Oh, you never do this. All you do is sit up and play video games. Then one day, he decides, he surprises her. You with a nice, you know, movie and dinner at block 37 right block 37 they got the little movies you know you can just hit the button the waitresses come and serve you while you hey man you talking to a rosalind cat man i don't know nothing about that hey but 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 here's but this is (laughs) with what i'm gonna uh compare this to cars in town so so he goes all out and i'm saying this because he's going all out for this girl right and after that he's back to playing video games until the next two months and then she's complaining again. That's the same situation that I'm seeing happening with Carl Anthony Towns. He had a nice game last night. Jimmy Butler like, okay, so what? That's just one game. Show me every night you can do this. Yeah, do that. Do that against the Celtics. Do that against the Warriors. Yeah, do it against the Yeah, exactly. The Lakers, come on. Like, everybody's going to get up for the Lakers this year because Lance Stevenson is there. So, you have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Er, you, you, er, I'm sorry, I'm gonna set out my my coffee. <laughs> we were we were playing, we were really laying it on thick. But hey, man, but I'm a, I'm I'm dedicated to I'm, I'm to my book. And Lance is the greatest of all time. So. <laughs> Um, I'm sticking to my guns, man. I, I've been following his career for years, and I'm a believer, man. I'm a believer. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't take that to get Carl Anthony Towns to play like we know he can, man. Like, like why you got to get called out by your own teammates? And it's like, 
Dude, the second they signed, they get the second they gave you one hundred and ninety million dollars, you should be balling out, man. Right. But you're not. You're not. He's too busy playing uh, Red Dead Redemption, whatever that game that just came out is. That right buzzing about. Fortnite and all that stuff, man. Hey, man, I ain't down with that nerd stuff. Man, leave that, leave that stuff alone, man. Play some ball. Get your, get your twenty. You're a twenty and ten guy. That's what you are. That's what you was known for when you came in the league. Not no five and and, and seven or none of that stuff. That's what you, that's what Jimmy Butler complaining about. But at the, in the meantime, I still think Jimmy Butler's is going to get traded. This doesn't change anything. I agree with you hundred percent. Um, I don't know about giving up a bunch of first round draft picks for him, but it is what it is. If the Rockets feel like they need to do that, uh, so be it. But he's not going to be a Timberwolf by the end of the season. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask. So, do you think the Rockets are being smart in what they've they've offered for Jimmy Butler? I, I just, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like. They're panicking. I think they're they're hitting they're hitting the panic button way too quick. I understand they're off to a slow start. Um, a lot of that has to do with the Carmelo Anthony disease, but the curse of the raggedy man. Exactly. Um, but I, I just don't I just don't believe in giving up a whole bunch of draft picks for a player that's not going to be dedicated to your team in the long run. It's just like Houston's trying to win now. Butler's trying to get paid, so, but at the same time win. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Like for Houston, right? And then I, I heard they, you know, with the new rule, they, they won't get like number one draft picks in consecutive years. It'll be every other year. So, which is still not a bad deal, though. With, with, yeah, if you think about it in hindsight, it's not a bad. deal. Uh, because if Houston keeps on having winning seasons, then those draft picks don't really mean anything. But if they, but if they ended up, you know, say something crazy happened, like James Harden tears his ACL, and then Jimmy Butler gets there and tears his ACL, then they, they end up having one of the worst records in the league. Boom! Now you got a first pick. So it, it could go either way. I don't think it would be as savage as what the Nets did when they traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and set their franchise back 10 years. But <laughs> uh, see game of zones. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I, I, I just feel like, I just feel like the Rockets need to play this smart if they're gonna do this. Um, don't get desperate. You know, still go after Jimmy, but don't get desperate. Where it could really ruin your franchise for the next decade. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, and and they might offer up Eric Gordon. I like Eric Gordon too, man. I do too, man. I don't know, man. I think the Rockets are kind of right now. Like, well, they messed up. They let Trevor Reese go. They let Bob Mute go. Like, which, which. Which, which was broken news. I remember you saying I was going to be a mistake. I remember yeah. you said that you know, back in the summer. Rewind the Rewind it. Rewind the tape. <laughs> Rewind the tape, man. Hey, so, but uh, getting on to our, our next topic is staying in the NBA. 
I'm sure you saw it last night. Everybody heard the 14 shots heard around the world in Chicago. And no, I'm not talking about on the streets of Chicago. I'm talking about live in the United Center. Uh, Carl, where Clay Thompson pulled out his AK-47 <laughs> This went straight New Jack City Wedding reception on the board <laughs> Hey Cameron Payne tried to hide behind a little girl Ain't <laughs> hey, nobody come to see you Cameron Payne Go sit down Hey Dude, like this man was shooting twelve percent. I didn't even know Clay Thompson was shooting twelve percent prior to this game from three point range. Oh wow, he was shooting twelve percent, dude. Five for thirty six from three point range going into the Bulls game, and this dude just put on a clinic. Yeah, man. I, I mean, Clay, Clay is one of those dudes, man. Once he gets going, man, look out, like. That's what's so dangerous about the Warriors. It's like they have so many weapons. Like, one guy could be having an off night or even an off week yeah. or an off season, man. But once he catches fire, man, it's like, it ain't nothing you can do, man. And it's just, we all knew Clay could do this. Like, he, he yeah. put up, didn't he put up 60 in one game? Yeah, he put up 60 in one game, and, and he did it only dribbling the ball 12 times. Wow. I think he didn't dribble the ball that much in the Bulls game either. Wow! Just, I mean, hey, he one of the original Flash Brothers, man. Yeah, and, and the thing, the, the the crazy thing about last night, actually, my former manager uh, was there. Uh, she had shot me a text saying that the Bulls fans started off booing. It went from the Bulls fans booing the Bulls to just cheering for Clay Thompson to hit another three. It got. <laughs> got that bad it was like 92 to 50 at halftime yeah i saw that i saw that i'm like man they about to they about to score 200 points <laughs> i was like man what is this like it, it was crazy it was crazy my father-in-law was watching the game he was like oh this junk <laughs> i can't make it. i can't guard anything I'm like hey hey Clay Thompson was on fire, man. Shouts out to Clay. I, he's one. He actually is my favorite player off Golden State. Um, without him, I don't think they would have won the titles they won. He came up big in some huge situations where the Golden State Warriors about to get eliminated, and this man comes out and has monster games. So, out to Clay Thompson for that game last night. Yeah, uh, man, I cannot. I cannot wait till they get Boogie back in that. In that Ooh, it's gonna be nasty, and I'm hearing rumors that Boogie might come back sooner. Hey man, hey, they too, man. They are gonna be the monsters for real, man. They are, man. The it, only one, it, the only, the only thing like, like, say, from like just Golden State decimating everybody is last season. That's it. That's it. And they better hope that the Lakers don't screw this up because it's looking like the Lakers are gonna screw it up. They, they gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. If if <laughs> I mean they're, they're making the same mistakes that every other team that LeBron played on, like you know we gonna coast off our talent. We gonna coast off the fact that we got the greatest player in the league. And mm-hmm. We don't really need to develop anything else. Yeah, we don't. But moving along, 
I don't know if you saw the commercial. Um, Michael Jordan came out with a commercial to promo the Patriots Packers game that's coming up Sunday night. Did you see it? I did, man. I did. I loved it, man. I loved every bit of it. If you haven't seen it, please look it up on YouTube or something and watch it. I got excited. Like I'm sitting there like, what? Oh, Mike's about to about to call out LeBron on a commercial? Let's LeBron? Do it. I thought he was about to call out Lance Stevenson. I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm missing something. <laughs> well, you know, he played, you know, Lance Stevenson, you know, Mike, Mike paid Lance Stevenson. So, of course, he not going to come at Lance like that sideways. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, Lance and, and Mike had a good relationship back in Charlotte. And, you know, it's no love lost there. You know, he got his money. Yeah, and that is what it is. But I thought it was a nice little... I thought it was a nice little build-up. You know what I took from that commercial? Mike's hearing the talk. He he knows what's going on. He knows the conversations that's surfing around the internet, on ESPN, on Fox, sports. Like, he knows what everybody's talking about. And he said, you know what? I'm going to just shoot a commercial and tease the fans real quick. And keep in mind, I like the fact that he shot this commercial two months prior to the new Bulls documentary that's coming out in January. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come out. <clears throat> Ten parts, bruh. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. This is going to shut up all the Michael Jordan haters that feel like he is not the GOAT. And it's, it's, it's going to be... It's, it's going to be... I, I'm sure it's going to be real educational, man, for a lot of people that didn't grow up during that era. So they can see the the... the the hard work that Mike had to do to fight through such, to me, and one of the toughest eras in the NBA, in NBA history. So what year is this, is this documentary covering? It's covering the entire six championships. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to start from scratch, like when Mike was drafted, but, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait to, to watch it. What what network is it being released on? I heard Netflix, but I'm gonna have to look into it. If Netflix okay. doing it, I'm I'm gonna have to open up an account, man. Yeah, same here, man. I might just have to bite the bullet, man. Stop using stop using my in laws uh, code and uh, <laughs> and and just get my own, man. Hey, I gotta stop. On my end, I gotta stop using this broke this uh, jailbroken fire stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how is that? By the way, is it is it everything people say it is? No, it's not. I'm I'm on record. I'm gonna be on record on this podcast to say it's a waste of time. If you know somebody that really knows what they're doing, that's computer savvy, a computer nerd, and just you give them your fire stick and they just work their magic, then kudos to you. But I've tried it. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not wild about it. The only thing that's good about it is TV shows, like, uh, like for example, Atlanta, right? The series Atlanta. Um, you can watch that whole, all two, you know, seasons of Atlanta, and it'll come out good on the screen. It don't look like bootleg copy or anything like that. But if you want to watch a movie that's out now, like say you want to watch Venom, for example. You're gonna watch a boot. It's nothing but bootleg copies of Venom on there. And if you download 
like say if you watch Venom now that Venom is on video, like you know maybe a couple of weeks, couple of months from now when Venom comes on video, you'll get a good copy then on the Fire Stick because now it's available on all platforms. So every now and then, like <laughs> oh like Avengers for example, Avengers got leaked early, so. When I, you know, I watched, the, I went to the show to watch Avengers, but when I got home, I looked on my Fire Stick to see if Avengers, a good copy of Avengers, was available, and the screener copy was on there. So, and it came in crystal clear and everything. So I'm like beating myself up, like, man, I could have watched the bitches at the crib. But it, yeah, my, my my father-in-law had one or has one, and I remember I tried to throw on Black Panther when it came came out just to see how it looked on his Fire Stick. Man, dude, it was cloudy. It was bootleg. It had no audio. It was terrible, man. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I bear. I don't even use it anymore. The program uh, is Cody, and I don't know. Cody's changed their format so many times that I'm just getting tired of it. That you know, you got to keep updating it, keep uninstalling it. And reinstalling it, I have to go on YouTube and look up how to do it. And I, I'm like, man, I'm tired of this, man. I might as well. What I what I do, I just go to Lagrange. I wait two weeks until they get to Lagrange. I can, that way, I just pay five dollars, watch it then, man. Call me a cheapskate, I don't care. But it is what it is, man. I got bills to pay. I ain't got time to be spending twenty three dollars on one ticket at the show. Yeah, amen, man, amen. So, moving on to the uh, Magnificent Vibes music tape discussion. All right, all right. Let's pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Thursday nights at 8 p.m., America's favorite TV show, There's a Bat in My House. The show that asks the burning question, can a black bat from Detroit find happiness with a white suburban family? Story America's favorite funny man, the hilarious zany B.B. Sanders as Batty Boy. That's all it's not. Can a bat hang upside down in this cave and get some sleep? He's half bat, half soul brother. Say what? But together he adds up to big laughs. There's a bat in my house. Thursday, 8 p.m. All right, we right back. <laughs> hey, so uh, we're going to get into this hip-hop discussion. Uh, I had an interesting question I wanted to ask you again, and uh, we, maybe we can share each other's stories on the podcast. And Ian, we are, you know, everybody that knows you knows that you're a big hip-hop head. But how did it all get started? What, who, how was you introduced to hip-hop? Man, um, two, two ways. I now, now you want me to go back to the very, very beginning? However you want to do it. Okay, I'll go back to the very, very beginning, man. We're gonna go back in time to 1988. <clears throat> um, I was about four years old, and you know, hip hop was still getting its footing and growing in popularity. I at the time I was actually living in North Carolina, but me and my brother we had this babysitter. Uh, who used to watch us in the congregation. She was probably like 18, 19 years old at the time. I had a huge crush on her. I can't even remember her name. Was it Marty Hitchcock? No, 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 no. This was it. I remember Marty Hitchcock, though. I remember. <laughs> Shout out to her. No, this was it. This was when I was still living in North Carolina. Okay. And 
I remember she had she had those those big thick dookie braids and the door knock earrings and the baby hair slicked to the side. And, um, What'd you say? Those dookie braids? Yeah, man. You remember the big big dookie braids? <laughs> yeah. But she was she was beautiful, man. She was beautiful. I had a, the hugest crush on her, man. But she used to watch us, uh, you know, babysit me and my brother. And she was she was a fan of hip hop, and so she used to watch the Yo MTV raps and the videos on there. And that's when I got my first exposure to hip hop music. First video I ever saw was a Fat Boys video, nice. and um, I was just I just thought it was the coolest thing. Like was that all you can eat? The one where they like blew up really big. That one. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the song. I remember All You Can Eat because I remember them, but that was off the Crush Rules movie right i couldn't even tell you yeah but anyway yeah so she used to watch different rap videos and that's when i first heard it and fell in love with it and started to gravitate gravitate toward it and then not long after that that's when i started noticing like graffiti art mm-hmm. and i saw a little bit of it in north carolina but i when we moved back to chicago that's when i really started noticing and I was just like, man, this graffiti stuff is the coolest thing ever. Just the, the colors and the words and, and the characters and all of that. And that's what really got me into it. That's what really got me into it. Like, um, kind of started early, man. And, you know, I really, really got deep, deep into it by the age of like 11 or 12. But I, I, that's, I don't want to, I don't want to extend the story too much. But so right. I, I that. But, it's kind of like you backtrack. It's like kind of like all those memories that that were painted in you when you were younger. When you got older, you kind of reverted back to that. Like, man, this was this was a moment that I really appreciated, and I want to go back to. It. Exactly, exactly. And I just went through. You know how you you become a teenager and you finding yourself and your identity and all of that. You kind of become who you are as an adult in your early teen years. Like I went through that whole process too. And you know, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna go too into too many details. Right. Um, that was kind of like my second, my my second birth into hip hop, so to speak, because I that's when I really delved deep into it, and you know, it, it kind of shaped the way I I, I or shaped the taste I have in music right now. Right, right, man. That's a great story, man. I, you know, she uh, pretty much Antoine Fisher do, but in a different way. And yeah. <laughs> Things. <laughs> yes, yes. He, he popped my cherry, so to speak, with the hip hop. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, it came back. <laughs> yeah, so again, like, man, I'm, I'm strong now, man. I just throw that hip hop, and now I'm strong. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Hey, so I was introduced to hip hop differently. Um, I would say when we moved from Harper to our first house on Dante, uh, shouts out to Evelyn Park, 83rd and Dante. <laughs> yeah, that's where you was living at when I met you. Yep, exactly, exactly. We were, we were uh, it was, it was, it was 90, it was late 93, so, uh, it was not too long after the Bulls won a third title, uh, and we, we moved over there and my we finally got cable so i'm like okay you know and it was not it was illegal of 
cords. It was legal cable. It was back in the day where you could just get your boy to put cable in in your house for you and you're good. You didn't have to pay the money for it. So I was introduced to the Box Network and the first video I ever watched was Try Call Quest. We got the jazz. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I was blown away. Just the video, the black and white. And I was watching this. This came on during, like, Rap City. And Rap City was kind of different then. Um, A lot different. It was, yeah, it was real different. And then I was watching, uh, you know, after that, Sob Corey from... Leaders of the New School came on And I was introduced to Busta Rhymes And I was loving the energy and everything And I was like man This is this is great you know And then next thing you know you know, Once you start you know, Once I start getting into Rap City I, It was a regular routine I come home from school Turn on Rap City And just watch you know Rap City all, all day You know until it comes I think you know, Rap City was only on for like an hour So you just watch that And then after that Video Soul came on But I didn't care about Video Soul I felt like it was playing my mom's stuff that my mom liked. So I turned that off and started watching cartoons. So <laughs> that was the routine. But uh, later on, when I got in high school, it's kind of similar to your story. I got in high school like three or four years later. And, you know, I was bumping into a bunch of hip hop heads that were listening to Wu-Tang, uh, listening to Jay-Z listening to a lot of different Mob Deep, Gangstar. I started getting introduced to all of that. And even surprisingly, Steve came home with Moment of Truth. What? Bruh, I was shocked. I, <laughs> I was shocked. He wanted me to go. So I so I went with him because he had to go to the, he had to go to somewhere. I forgot. I don't even remember the store. Where, where he ended I He had to go to one of his friends house He wanted me to come with him So I got in the car with him And he had Moment of Truth playing And I'm like man this this is dope Like I'm sitting there me, Both of us we just in the car Bob and I guess So uh, This will go to the first album I ever bought Because at, at this point I still haven't bought any hip hop records First album I ever bought This was with my allowance I go to Tower Records with my mom she told me I can get two albums. I said, okay. So I'm looking around the store. I'm like, well, my mom do like Will Smith. So I I got, um, I actually bought, and I ended up losing this copy later on, but it was the Big Willie style album. I ended up losing right, right. but I ended up buying that. Uh, and then I chose another album. But I couldn't find I, I, I had We Got the Jazz playing in my head And I'm sitting there like damn What album is that? What is that? I know it's Trifle Quest but what album is that? Because I'm looking for them Like their faces on the actual Album cover Couldn't find it I asked one of the guys in the record store Man what is that Trifle Quest at? He pointed to me He took out Low End Theory I'm like oh it's artwork That's why I couldn't find it Got it Show my mom Hey these are two albums I want to buy And my mom let me buy the albums She said as long as they ain't got The content on them I'm straight <laughs> Historically does not have Explicit content On the album cover So she asked me Oh you got that Will Smith I was like yeah I got that Will Smith You know, I'm, I'm ready to bump that 
she like, what's this other album? Oh, uh, it's Tribe Called Quest. It's a new R&B group that's uh, really popular. That's <laughs> oh, okay. I ain't never heard no music from them, but okay, you ain't got explicit content on it. You can get it. I'm like, okay, man. I don't even think I listened to that Big Willie. St- I think I bit. I listened to it a few times, but dude, that Tribe is still. I still have that same CD to this day. Scratch the wow. but you know it is what it is. <laughs> wow, you hit it with the R&B, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. It's- some new R&B group, you know. My mom probably gonna eventually listen to these podcasts. I don't. She didn't found out a lot of stuff later on in life about me that you know we laugh about. So it is what it is. But <laughs> Tribe Called Quest, you helped me buy my first hip hop album. So shouts out to moms. Word, word. <laughs> Shout out to Mimi. Yep. Speaking of Mimi, she just opened up an Instagram account today. Word. I don't know how I'm feeling about that, son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Rodney! You, you got to give her the big hair Rico look. Oh man, I got—I need a banana in my life right now, man. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Stop dying on them. Yep. Like <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that's the, it's a, you know think about it, music, man. This is what you know in era, any era. You grew up in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, you were introduced to some element of music in your life that is still a staple, you know, and that's what it is. That's why we wanted to share these stories with you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Our next segment, I want to get into this. I want to get into our restaurant segment real quick. I, I, do it, man. Let's do it. I, I can't wait for this. We just gonna talk. I had hidden gems in the, in the, in the, in the discussion, but this this one I can't pass up. This restaurant, these restaurants. Today we're gonna discuss, as promised in our last show, Harold's Chicken. We about to break it. The legendary, the legendary Harold's Chicken. Which one get the tear space? Which one don't get the tear space? But uh, and which which one gets the tear space in your book? All right. So now now I, I don't want to sound. I, I, I might be nitpicking. But the one, the one I'm giving the dear space to isn't necessarily because the food is bad. It's because of the the community's uh, overhyping of this particular Harold and the, all the bull crap you got to go through to get your food. Oh, I think I already know what you're going to say. Man, you already know, man. 87 in the damn room. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Go ahead, man. You're breaking my soul. So first of all, first of all, you go in there, the place is always crowded, and they always seem like, 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 for some reason, like, shocked that people are coming in to order chicken. Like, it's like they're always getting caught off guard and unaware. It's like, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all need to have chicken on tap. Like, the problem with, with, with our black establishment is that we don't cook the food till it's ordered. So, if you get 50 people come in at once, they just gonna have to wait one by one, order by order, and get they cooked and get out of it. Right. Like have the chicken already cooked, have it under some warmer, have it ready. Like so that way, it's like you know people are coming in at lunchtime to order wings. Yeah, that's so, hard to do. Like exactly, and other reputable establishments like the ones in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, first so so there's the wait. Okay, dude. I, dude, there's the times I waited for 40 minutes for a, a 
simple four wing dinner in that place. Forty minutes. Okay. The place is always crowded. Then on top of it, they don't take debit or credit. They don't. No cash. No. And you know me, man. I've been robbed too many times, man. I don't. Well, actually, I've only been robbed once. But once is enough. But I don't really carry cash. Like, like ninety percent of the time, I'm paying for debit. So, but they got, of course, an ATM machine with usurious rates. Uh, you know, you can get money at the cash machine, but it's like, you know, you you gotta you gotta draw a minimum twenty bucks. You know, I might have, I might only have ten bucks in my bank account, but. You know, if I want some chicken, now I can't get none because I don't have twenty to pull out the line account and cover the three dollar fee to pay for this chicken. Dang, that's so terrible. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, then somewhere over the course of time, they changed their French fry recipe. They used to have like the, 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 the kind of like medium cut fries. Right. And over we- time, they. They've transitioned to these like thinner, like kind of like shoestring fries that I don't, I'm not a fan no. of. Oh no, only like those at McDonald's. That's it. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, I think as far as Carol's go, man, I'm not a fan of that. I'm just not a fan. Wow. Yeah. wow. Give me a, and let me let me pay with my debit card. You know, and, and oh, oh, and here's the other thing, man. And then, like, when it comes to beverages, if you want something to drink, like, I, I, I take that back. I think most girls kind of like it. But, like, they don't, you have to buy um, your beverage through the, um, through the overpriced vending machine. Hmm. So they have a vending machine in there where you can get a can of pop for, like, a buck, buck, fifty, something like that. But half the pops are out, out of, uh, <laughs> so out of stock. So it's like you can't even get the pop. Wow, that's crazy. I, man, it's been some years, man. It's been a long time since I've been to that here. A lot's changed, I guess, up here. Yeah, man. But, but if you're a fan of Harold, don't, don't, uh, don't despair. There is a really, really dope Harold out there. Um, and a lot of people, I know they thumb their nose up at suburban uh, joints, but the Harold's in home. On Hofstede, it's the best girls I've been to. And it's like it's like around 180th, 181st. And Hofstede, they are quick, they are fast, they are clean, they're professional. The wings are big, the fries are good. They always have beverages. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 they got them in a the refrigerator. So you just point out what you want. They throw it in the bag. I've never waited longer than five minutes for my food in that area. And they usually, I don't know if it's the cashier girl liking me or whatever, but <laughs> I, I order four wings, I always get five. <laughs> Shout out to that, to the girl that's liking you. <laughs> word, word. Yep, yep. Hey, man. I can't use my power for evil, but hey, I'll take the free ticket. Hey, it is what it is. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? Amen. <laughs> but check it out, man. Don't do not judge it just because it's in the suburbs and it's in Homewood. It is the best Harold's, and it's clean enough in there to eat. There's enough space in there. If you want to eat your Harold's in there, in the corner, Harold's, um, you, you can, I eat it. So, you know, like the, and that's the other thing. The one at 87th, man. You don't want to eat there. Oh. You don't want. First of all, first of all, ain't no seats available because it's always so crowded. 
you know, even if there is a seat available, it just, I don't know, man, it just feels unsafe in there. Well, it's not but hood dudes just sitting there. They ain't really ordering no chicken. They just there hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's been well, the one in Homewood, man. The one in Homewood. That's that. That's that. That Harold is the Beyonce of Harold. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool, cool. I, I got, a, I got a couple of Harolds. I'm gonna shout out in a good way and a bad way as well. But one thing I just want to take this opportunity to educate everyone on what stands, what to look for when it comes to determining whether this Harold's is gonna be good or whether this Harold's is gonna be trash. And all the things that Ian mentioned are the reason why Harold's that Harold's is gonna be trash. Now the one on 87, their chicken is good. It's just you gotta wait for a long time. I'm not a person about waiting anymore. I, I just can't wait. I'm done with that. So I'm going to go to on my end. There's a Harold's chicken on a hundred. Oh no, 87th and Kedzie. It's right around Walgreens. Oh, yeah. I thought that was 79th and Kedzie. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it's 187th and Kedzie. I think that one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know the way. It's in the same parking lot with that Ultra. Exactly. Well, it's across the street from Ultra now. That That's a Coop's Chicken now. Oh, okay, okay. Which is a this is a so-called perpetrator of Harold's. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm into that Harold's. That Harold's is dope. That Harold's is dope. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good Harold. The chicken is quality. Um, when you call in, their phone actually works. Most Harold's chicken places, you call in, the line's always busy, and then they super rude on the phone when they do answer. I hate those type of Harold's. Shout out to that Harold's on 79th Western for doing this to me. Also, the Harold's on Halstead, which is now closed down downtown in the West Loop. That is one of the worst Harold's I've ever been into. And also the Harold's in Hyde Park. You get the Thea's face. I just, it just didn't taste the same. You know, Harold's got the same, a, a particular taste now. The mouth sauce, it wasn't the same. It, it was just, it, you know, it, it just wasn't. I don't know, you know, it was, it, I, I just happened to come to the Harold's Chicken over there in Hyde Park that day. And I was like, wait a minute. Something's not right about this Harold's chicken. I'm used to a girl being in the front with an attitude. I'm used to a dude that looked like he worked on cars all his life cooking the chicken. <laughs> all in the back. All in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to holler at the reception. The, I mean, the cashier up front. You know what I'm saying? He, he taking his little sneak looks every time she turn around and get somebody cash. Yeah. He said, oh, and the dude he look like he work on cars. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like this, like this dude just put in an automated. Yeah. Like, hands all dirty. <laughs> like, you know, Harold's Chicken is all is is a hood establishment, man. That's what you got all the hoods working at. You know, it, you know, no offense to the Mexicans, they can cook. Don't get me wrong, they can cook some chicken. I had Mexicans that cook some bomb chicken. But it's Harold's chicken, man. Harold's is from the hood. It's supposed to be cooked by hood people. And this, this Harold's just didn't live up to it. Now the chicken, I ate it. Because, I mean, it's chicken. You ain't going to not eat chicken. 
You know what I mean? It just didn't taste the same as a traditional Harold's chicken. I didn't even know there was a Harold's in Hyde Park. It used to be. I don't know if it's still there, but that one wasn't that. It was okay. It was okay. But yeah, the Kedzie one was just amazing. The Kezi one was just amazing. I, I, I love it. You can call me in. They put in your order. When you pull up, your stuff is right there. You grab your stuff and go. They got popped out on display where you can actually buy it from behind the counter, not from no uh, pop machine. And you get your stuff and you're going. And, it, and it's, it, it is, you know, they got TVs. You know, even if you go there and you're waiting, they got the TVs going. It's, it's nice, it's clean. Now you can't eat in there because their tables are kind of small. That's my only pet peeve about that place. The tables are real small. Like you can almost, if one falls move, man, your food on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But they do take debit. So and they take debit, man. And it's like, come on. If, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really shocked that the Heralds on 87 don't take that. that. That's, that's terrible, man. I've always, I, I used to tell my about the 87 Harold's chicken all the time. And I was like, eventually I'm gonna get it. I was like, man, I'm gonna get you over there and try. But now, ever since you told me this, man, I think I'm gonna have to switch gears and never take her there ever again. Hey, man, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. I saw me advise that. Yeah, is that Docs by the way still over there? Um, no, no, it's a, it's something else, it's some other big fish, fish and shrimp joint, um, I forgot the name of it, but it's not a doctor anymore. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah real, and real quick, man, the, the Heralds on the 103rd and Hawkshit, they're okay, um, they're quick, I give them that, but, man, y'all, y'all need to start plucking the feathers off y'all chickens before y'all cook them, man. <laughs> they got I'm feathers on their chickens. When I, when, I, when I bite into a wing, I'm getting a mouthful of feathers. Man. Maybe that's why they so quick, because they don't take the time to, 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 be, be, to plug their chickens, man. But, man, make sure all the feathers is off the chicken. Yeah, please do. Please do. Like that, that's what, man, that's my, oh, that's terrible, dog. That's terrible. I, I haven't ate from that here. I, I remember I was working, I would say, man, like 2005, 2006. I think that was the last time I ate there, and I was not impressed. Yeah, it's, it's it's like I said, they're quick. You know, they, they take that bit, but other than that, man, like, like my my only real complaint is like, yeah, man, like why y'all chicken still got feathers on? Woo, man, I know. Uh, uh, if I see that, man, I'm like, oh, I ain't eating that. <laughs> I'm going that straight in the trash. When we go to, uh, I go to shop. It's not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop me from eating it, but it's just like. <laughs> right. But you know what? Here's another thing that I want to drop here on, on Harold's. I think Harold's do need to step their game up in this area, and that's in their uh, party department. Like, they don't have a affordable party package. If I'm having a gathering and I want to have a bunch of people over, I'm tired of giving my money to Sharks and giving my money to J&J's. Or wings it is. Yeah, or wings it is, man. Harold's need to come up with a package where you could get like 20, 25 wings for a nice price. I mean, Harold's is so expensive now and it's not as cheap as it used to be anymore. Like, Harold's, you, I mean, back in the day, you could go to Harold's and get you four wings for like three bucks back in the day. Now it's like four wings for seven bucks. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no pop. And no pop. No, no, yeah, exactly. So I think my pop costs like twenty five cent, man. Don't don't add a pop for free, man. Like right. You know, they try to charge for extra mouth sauce. Like what's that about? They charge for extra mouth sauce now? The ones I go to. I know the one on hundred third does. Yep, fifty cents. Oh, real funny story, real quick before we go to our last segment. There was a Harold's that opened up when I first moved out to Burbank. It was one on Cicero. It was like on. It was on 87th and Cicero. It was kind of hit, and me and my wife went to that Harold's. Of course, we waited all day. You said 87th and Cicero? Yeah, it's gone now. It didn't. It didn't last long. They wasn't supporting that happy because you know it's not it's not in the hood you know what i mean like it's not gonna get that support so um but there was some brothers in my current that actually um we had a gathering one time and they actually had some chicken from harold's in the bucket and i'm sitting there i'm eating it and i'm like this chicken this chicken tastes familiar but then I had that, that, that you know how I did, man. We got that thing, that thing in our brains that clicks and says, man, you better add some mouth sauce on that. <laughs> and I don't see any mouth sauce. And so now I'm going crazy. I'm like, man, why we ain't got no mouth sauce here, man? This chicken is good. I asked the brother, I'm like, man, where you get this chicken from? He was like, Harold's. I said, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, which one? He said, the one on Cicero. I was like, you be going to that Harold's? He was like, yeah, man, I, I like Harold's. I think Harold's is pretty good. I was like, do you put mouth sauce on your chicken? Because that's what they're known for. He was like, oh, no. No, what? Mouth sauce? No, we just get the chicken by itself. Mm. So we have, we have a cultural difference. There's a cultural difference. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cultural difference there. I was shocked. I'm sitting there because they didn't. They're eating the chicken like, hey, this is good seasoned chicken you know i'm eating the chicken like man this needs something else but and they they just they just chowing down they didn't even think about no mouth sauce huh? no no not at all man not at all so yeah that, i just want to share that little brief cultural experience <laughs> hey man some some differences are regional some are cultural exactly exactly so uh getting into Ain't nobody come to see you. I'm handing out an award today, and uh, it's gonna be towards Ty Montgomery. All right. For Get those for what, what's he? What's he guilty of? Well, for those who do not know who Ty Montgomery is, he plays for my most hated team, the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> and. I just so happened to be in Metro. I was in Metro Witness in downtown Sunday night. Um, you know where Millennium Station is? Yeah, yeah. Metro. So I'm in Millennium Station. There's a bar and they had TVs playing. So I was kind of like standing out. I was on my break from the cart and I'm looking. They got the game on. They had the Green Bay Packers Rams game, which was an excellent game, man. I, they were going back and forth. So I'm watching it. You know, the Rams had their drive. They took the lead with two minutes left. I'm like, oh, all snap. Put on your seatbelts. Aaron Rodgers about to come out. And oh, Gary I Combat. saw this play. I saw that play, yeah. And Ty Montgomery 
takes the kickoff return in the end zone, could have just kneeled and give Aaron Rodgers the opportunity to go out there and get a game-winning drive going, and he fumbles the football. And he got to, like, the 10-yard line when he fumbled. Next thing you know, Rams run out the clock. They recover. Rams run out the clock. Game over. No Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, dude, I wanted to watch it because it was a lot of places that was closed. I wanted to sit. I didn't just want to sit in a bar and just, you know, for nothing. I, I was just going to go in there and see the quick, you know, two-minute drive and then go back to my, go back to the cars. But, man, that blew it for me, man. I was like, Damn. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's, that's, that's more of a congratulations played yourself man like oh man dude did you hear his comments after the game no what he say? oh this really puts him in david ruffin territory so you know what he says he says i i knew uh if i would have let the ball uh drop i would have put us at risk of the ball landing on the one yard line and so instead of doing that i just grabbed it and i figured i could get to you know a little get us a little bit further i'm like first of all even if the ball bounced in front of you and went to the one yard line fall on it i don't care you have a legendary quarterback in aaron Rodgers. okay they're starting their own one you got you have a legendary quarterback with two minutes left in the game yeah, that's plenty of time. That's plenty of time for him. Like, let it, let him, let him do his thing, man. Don't second guess yourself. And so, go ahead. I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers, man. Their they their below average season is like mainly due to players not named Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They yeah. they had the kicker that that blue egg one game with the five kicks he missed. Oh. Now the latest stuff with Tom Montgomery, like. <laughs> I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, man, because his, his team ain't coming through for him, man. It's like they keep snatching victories. He's an easy win. Easy win. Easy they're snatching them from him with stupid easy stuff. Win. Yeah, they should be in first place right now. I mean, it's the same thing we can say about the Bears. They should be in first place, or they should be tied. Actually, the Bears and Green Bay should be tied for first place. The Bears are in first place, actually. Yeah, they're in first place now, but I'm just saying if if Green, some of those other games would have came through for Green Bay, they probably would be in the same, you know, they'll be neck and neck with the, they'll be neck and neck with the big first spot, but like, really, on top of that, Aaron Rodgers had to deal with his own coach criticizing so, like that, it's been a tough year for Aaron, after getting paid the big bucks, but honestly, I think Green Bay's gonna shake out of their slum, I think they're gonna get it together and you know but stuff like that man that that was just that was bad dude that was bad agree agree so uh Ty Montgomery ain't nobody coming to see you dog we can't even see Aaron Rodgers not you (laughs) (laughs) all right man uh I got about five minutes uh okay one last segment. Yeah, we just get into our vibes of the month, which been the other week, which been vibing on. All right, man. Two albums. Uh, I actually plugged them last night on, on my vibes and stuff podcast. Um, two albums I've been bumping this week. Uh, Apollo Brown and Joel Ortiz uh, just did an album together called Mona Lisa. Yeah. Uh, dope, old school, boom bap, '90s uh, flavored hip hop. Uh, great lyricism, great beats. That's that's all I really ask for, man. 
Um, it's called Most Album Covers too. Yeah, the month, yeah, the album cover was dope too. Um, I've been bumping that, and I've actually been bumping some. I like I said, whenever the weather gets a little cool, I, I dip into my jazz, and I've actually been bumping uh, the Chet Baker Quartet. Uh, they have an album called uh, No Problem. That's pretty decent. Okay. From Eighty. Um, check it out if you're looking for some decent jazz. Um, Chet Baker was a, 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 a trumpet player uh, from the '50s and '60s, but he had a he did an album kind of late in his career called No Problem with some other guys. But um, I've been bumping that man, just, just vibing out to that. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I've been bumping uh, this EP from I Am Nobody. You ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an EP called um, I'm an E or M and E. Uh, it's an excellent instrumental EP. It's got a couple of uh, hip hop features on there too, so it's not a full blown instrumental. But uh, it's got seven tracks on there. It's pretty dope. Um, good samples, and it's real jazzy. It's, it's got a little combination of both jazz uh, and hip hop elements into it. So it's, it's really good. And then uh, on another note, I've also been bumping uh, this album. Hold on, I'm pulling it up so I can get the name because I don't want to sell the listeners short. It's called Zigzagger. It's by a trumpet artist named Tequila Karuda. I might be saying it wrong, but uh, this dude, like, he sounds like the Welly, first of all. Mm. Sounds like the Welly, but. It's real laid back. Um, it's a very good laid back album. I send you a, uh, I send you one of the songs from it uh, to play. It's real laid back, but it, it reminds me of the Wellies. Got that the Wellie feel. If you're a fan of the Wellies slash Raheem Devon. And matter of fact, Raheem Devon's got a new one out too, which is pretty dope. Um, so if you want to check those out, go ahead and do so. And um, then to put the, the the songs at the end, you'll you'll get to. Shazam it or whatever you don't see what how to say it. Right, he's an Asian guy, so it's hard to say his name. So, but uh, the dude can go. Word, word. I look forward to checking that out. Yep, yep. Exactly. That's the name of the album. Yep. So that will about wrap up our show. Uh, next week, we're going to actually do a season finale for next week, and then we'll take. Oh, we got our season finale already. Yeah, we got the season finale already, man. We got to do a big for the next show. Uh, so that'll be for eight episodes. Yeah, we're eight episodes in. Yep. So, um, look forward to that. Also, uh, Big Plug Season 3 of Vibes and Stuff has already started. If you haven't listened in, catch up. Only two, two, two episodes in. If you don't catch up right now, it's going to be too late. You're going to have to listen to Ian and the crew. For like, you're going to have to make a whole day out of it. <laughs> Hey, we're about to drop episode two soon, man. It's still, it's still in the editing room right now as we speak, but it, it drops within the next 48 hours. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the topic of, well, just a couple of topics from the show? Oh, man. So we we, we rehashed uh, Lord Jamar's comments from a few years ago. Uh, it was a throwback topic. Uh, remember when Lord Jamar said that white was gas? Yeah. Yes, yes. I remember that. So we rehashed that that conversation, and we had a real good conversation over that. Uh, we, we ranked Kanye West's discography from worst to first. Um, okay. We also, so we did an overrated, underrated segment where we 
he is strictly comedian. Nice. Um, of course, we share what we have been bumping. We did an album face-off where we pitted two albums we put against each other with Commons, Like Water for Chocolate, and Reflection Eternal, Train of Thought. Oh, okay. I'll, I will put in my vote for that one. It's, 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 I know the show is already leave, you know, done. You know, on it, But I'm going common on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want you to spoil yours, I, I, but I'm going common on that one. I thought, you know, both of them are outstanding albums. I've listened to both of those equally, probably about the same, but um, there's just a few songs on comments on that album that just puts it over the edge for me, man. That's that, that's that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah. Well, yeah, check that out, man. And, and we got another album face-off coming up next week. Uh, uh, it, it, we did a, a, a 1994 edition, Commons Resurrection, going up again. Organized Confusion Stress Album. Ooh, that's a good matchup. That's a very legit matchup. I have to do my homework. Yeah, yeah. So if if, if you I got any free time next week, just patch in and chime in, Rodney. Man, you're more than welcome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be done with my CO's visit. So <laughs> <laughs> he got us on pins and needles right now, getting prepared for this week. So uh, right after this podcast, I'm gonna be back to work on that. So. Um, also, one last plug. I just want to uh, shout out six years. Had a good marriage, but had to get a divorce from Floyd's. I no longer work at Floyd's. For those who listen to the show, knows that I work at Floyd's. Um, good six-year run with that company, but I'm moving on to a new spot in uh, downtown LaSalle and Lake. Uh, actually, one it's 80 West LaSalle. It's called Joe's, J-O. Chicago Salon. Uh, so I'm going to be taking my talents over there. The, the owner there gave me a deal I couldn't refuse. So. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. It's all, hey, I hate his voice, man. I'll be honest with you. Hey, the thing with Floyd's, man, is, and I'm not going to talk down about the show on the podcast, but uh, it did take, they took care of me as far as my schedule. As far as getting me what I want, to, so I can continue to support my pioneering, but there are some other internal things that just didn't sit well with me, and I just didn't see myself growing anymore at that company. So um, now I got a place where I can build my own brand and put my name out there a little bit more and get more support. Plus, it's you know the special metropolitan is downtown. A lot of brothers are out there. And uh, I know a lot of brothers. I'm sending a, a lot of feedback to a lot of those brothers that might be looking for haircuts. Like, hey, man, I'm downtown. Finish at the carts. Come on down. So I'll hook you up. So That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Man, for the record, though, I know you can't really dog them, but I'll do it for you, man. Boys <laughs> up. Boys up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm still cutting at the apartment. So for those who support me at the apartment, don't worry. I'm still uh, doing it. I won't be as you know, like I said, I'm on Friday nights, but uh, every now and then I might plug in another day. But you know, it's, those who support me at the apartment, hey, I'm still there, so don't worry. Yeah, that's the real spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's where the better conversations go down. You know, <laughs> ain't no rock and roll playing in the background, none of that stuff. 
no. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, hot blood in the Ain't no, do, Oh man, but with that man, I, I, I do gotta run, man. I gotta get back to work. All right, bro. You know what I'm saying? I gotta sell this crack. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end the show on that note. Uh, with All that right. said, we'll see y'all next show. All right, peace, peace, peace. Lance, in 25 minutes, Lance had 12 points, four rebounds. Four assists, and he won over the hearts. The last two games, give it to him. Former guy that's been following and representing Lance since Lance was in eighth grade. This is the president of the Lance Stevenson Playing Club. This is not because he's with the Lakers. The last two games, the average 17 and a half points, Mm -hmm. six rebounds, Mm -hmm. and six assists. And in the fourth quarter, didn't only make one clutch three. He made two clutch threes when they were in behind. A row. And here's the thing, Jalen. I take a lot of credit for Lance Stevenson's success in supporting him through our group. You take a lot of credit for inventing things that you didn't really invent. <laughs> you do this all the time. And I just have to let it slide because we're a partnership. You know what I mean? I was like, I'll just let Jalen think that we're brothers. Invent. We're happy. But you did invent. You did invent. Lance will make him dance. You coined that phrase, and now it is coming out of the lips of none other than LeBron James. Let's listen to LeBron. Make him dance, Lance. Make him dance, Lance. James speaks into a microphone and says, Lance Nathan Been saying that since that record came out. It's going mainstream. I just fell back and let people run with it. But those that follow this program know that program. So let me just take you on the emotional journey that is being Lance Because there's the there's the fancy assist, and then there's the see that behind the back to McGee. You see that beautiful pass? McGee with, with Skyhook and that Lance Casey. I'll clean that up for you. Don't worry about it. I got you. Oh, now I'm going to do the Michael Jordan palm thing. I'm going to almost trip. Then I'm going to do a spin move. I'm going to lose the ball, get the ball back, and then give him a foul me. He fouled me. <laughs> behind the back pass, see, and then he got the rebound, and then he lost the ball, and then he got the ball back, <laughs> and then he got fouled. <laughs> See, at that moment, he was feeling like you. He was like, LeBron, who? This my That's what I'm saying. Like, Kobe here to watch That's me. what I'm saying. Magic oh, yeah, is Kobe here is there. Yes. to make sure that I get a four-year deal worth max money. They're going to sign for max. That's what they do. Everyone's always talking about the next year. Next summer, the Lakers are going to bring in another superstar. They got one. They got one right now. They got Lance. They got another They don't need player. anything else. I just, the problem is, is they're going to cancel each other out in the MVP vote. You know, kind of like the way that Steph and KD do. That's the problem with those two.